Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. This is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. Medtronic is one of the largest medical technology companies, but it came from humble beginnings over 70 years ago. Their first life-changing therapy, a wearable, battery-powered cardiac pacemaker, was the foundation for many more Medtronic therapies that use their electrical stimulation expertise to improve the lives of millions of people. Over the years, Medtronic has developed more core technologies, including implantable mechanical devices, drug and biological delivery devices, and powered and advanced energy surgical instruments. Today, their technologies are used to treat 70 medical conditions. The concept of meaningful innovation is at the heart of everything that happens at Medtronic today. In this episode, I speak with a few guests to get the full picture on Medtronic, innovation, and the medtech industry. You will learn about the history of Medtronic, how it maintains its position as a pioneer of medtech, and how it fosters a culture of innovation internally. You'll hear about the Eureka Live program and how the company engages with the medtech industry to maintain its reputation as a lead innovator. You'll also hear from Dr. Buzz Palmer, CEO of the Medtech Actuator, as he reflects on the challenges and opportunities facing the medtech industry today. So first up, I spoke with Andrew Wiltshire. He's the Senior Director, Market Access, Public Affairs and Policy for both Australia and New Zealand and Medtronic. Andrew's been with Medtronic for over 24 years, and he's responsible for health economics, market access, policy and government and stakeholder relations at Medtronic, as well as coordinating government affairs for the APAC region. I spoke with Andrew first to get to know a bit more about the background of Medtronic and how they bake in innovation to everything they do. So tell me, Andrew, Medtronic, it's a its a uh, well-known name within the the medtech space, but how is it, how is it all founded? What's the history of Medtronic? Yeah, sure. It's, it's a fascinating story, actually, and, and one which I think gives a lot of inspiration to, to both our employees and I think uh, to, to people in the space, in the medtech space in, in general. So Earl Barkin was an um, a, a electronic engineer and in about 1949, he set up a medical equipment repair shop just in his garage and there's some great pictures of a classic wooden garage in the snow in, in Minneapolis, um, in Minnesota. It gets pretty cold in the winter in Minnesota. Sure. So he, he, was, he just set up a little repair business and you know, did some work for the local hospital repairing medical equipment. And it says about 1949 and about 1957, Minneapolis, because of the cold winters, gets particularly at that time was getting you know some blackouts fairly regularly as the cold weather interfered with the electricity distribution systems. And the local hospital that had a patient who was at the time a pacemaker was in fact a mains powered device plugged into the wall, and they had some blackouts at the hospital, and the patient had died overnight. And I think um, the story goes that Earl's wife was actually a nurse at the hospital there and came back to talk to him about it. And so Dr. Lillehei was working in the hospital at the time and he came to Earl and said, you know, is there any way we can figure out how to try to put a battery into this thing? So Earl went away. He was in business with his with his brother-in-law, Palmer Hamansley, and he went away. And the, the story goes, he had the wiring diagram for a metronome that came out of a popular electronics magazine. And he adapted that wiring from a metronome and put a battery in it and took it up to the hospital and said, here, you know, I've I've put this together. Do you want to have a look at this? And the next thing, it was on a patient. It was being used on a patient. So the uh, 
process for getting registration and trialling devices was was not quite the same as it is today back then, but <laughs> <laughs> it's quite yeah. a story. <laughs> Jeez, you couldn't do that today, could you? Well, no, you no, no, there's no. nothing like that today. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. Yeah. That's but great. It was obviously oh, successful, okay. yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a humble beginning um, humble. To, to what it is today. Yeah. Um. So obviously being a... A um, bit of an iconic name within the space. Medtronic would have had to have done a lot to get to this position. How do you maintain the, the this top position of being an innovative medtech company? Well, look, I think I think there's a few things. I think one is one is the mission, and Earl developed the, the mission in 1960. In fact, at a time when the company was going through quite a financial um, struggle to, to to survive. And he wrote this mission, which is very much focused around keeping focused on the things that you do well, keeping focused on alleviating pain, restoring health and, and um, uh, you know, extending life. And it's actually stayed with the company all of this time and it's very central to the decisions that are being made. So I think part of it is focusing on what you know you, that you're good at. But in terms of, you know, the innovation development, again, it's something that's always been central to Medtronic and something that's celebrated within um, Medtronic. You know, we do a lot of internal R&D. So, you know, in the last few years, Medtronic's developed the world's smallest um, leadless pacemaker, a tiny little device that does away with the leads that um, make up a traditional pacemaker system. You know, a hybrid closed-loop insulin pump that's getting very close to being able to just emulate, you know, a pancreas's normal function. So, you know, there's a lot of internal R&D and, you know, those are celebrated if you go through the head office. There's, you know, there's patent walls where, where all the patents and the people that were involved in those patents are celebrated and there's a lot of celebration of that, but through acquisition as well. So I think, you know, probably one of the, the, the largest acquisitions in the, in the medtech space in 2015 when Medtronic acquired Covidian and brought a lot of that product portfolio inside as well. You know, it's a process of collaborating with clinicians. We collaborate with clinicians globally to develop and refine products. And there's there's also, I mean, so it's a if anybody's got an idea for a uh, for an innovative um, product or an innovative idea, there's actually a web portal called Eureka that anyone can go to and submit ideas, and they can be evaluated and looked at. So the whole, you know, innovation is central to the core of Medtronic, and it's something that there's multiple ways in which Medtronic keeps alive. No, excellent. This concept of innovation. So Medtronic's seen externally as an innovative company and it was named as the, you know, 2019 AFR boss. It's on that list of most innovative company lists. How do you, how did this innovation mindset, how do you cultivate that internally within the business? Mm. Well, I think it's something that, that Medtronic's put a lot of, you know, thought and, and effort into and there's so many different aspects to it. You know, there's a there, we actively solicit again internally. There's an there's an idea incubator process that we use, you know, locally and regionally in terms of you know, soliciting ideas from employees as to you know what you know what directions the company can take, ideas for products, ideas for business areas that are underserved, ideas for new ways of doing business or improving the the quality or or efficiency of the way that we do business you know it's, it's an investment in people and skills and training programs and training opportunities for people right down to things like moving people around in the asia pacific region 
you know, we have a process that actively encourages people and supports people to go and work in other geographies around the region and, and to share talent mm-hmm. around the place. Innovation is a metric in our leadership expectations that we use for uh, for performance reviews and for measuring people and setting expectations. So innovate is one of our traits that we that we measure and, and promote amongst our staff. It's a metric in our organisational health survey that we do several times a year to assess how we're performing in that area. And we ask our staff, how do you see us? Are we being innovative? Are we an innovative company? Um, is innovation accepted um, by the organisation? Is innovation encouraged within your work group? So there's, there's many ways that we do that. And that those, are, you know, those are rewarded and celebrated within the organisation as well. Next up, I spoke with Prajni Sardanata. Prajni is the Business Development and Corporate Strategy Manager at Medtronic, where her key focus is on investment opportunities and partnerships that can help accelerate business growth. Prajni is also responsible for Medtronic's Eureka Life program, where they're on the hunt for innovative companies from across Australia and New Zealand who are keen to scale up and collaborate with Medtronic. I spoke with Prajni to learn a bit more about the Eureka Life program. So Eureka Live, it's actually an extension of another one of Medtronic's innovation initiatives, which is called the Eureka Open Innovation Portal. Um, And that portal really looks at early stage innovation. So it seeks to attract individuals, for example, physicians who have ideas for new medtech products. So for for example, a physician who sees a product gap doesn't really have the means of know-how to run with it and create their own company and all of that sort of work that needs to be done to get something to market. And that person might want to collaborate at an R&D level with Medtronic to further develop that, that idea. So that's the Eureka Ideas portal. And then in thinking about Eureka Live, we wanted to engage those Australian um, and New Zealand innovators who've actually taken the steps already towards commercialization. So those who have products um, that are in market today. In other words, live. Hence, that's where the Eureka Live yeah, comes from. Got it. So yeah, that's that's where the thinking really came from. Okay, okay. It's an interesting kind of approach to, you know, engaging with the industry. Like, why'd you come up with with this kind of model? It's interesting. There's, I probably pointed to key reasons why we want to engage in this way with local, like Australian med tech industry. Firstly, you know, at Medtronic, we're the world's largest med tech company. So that already, I think, puts puts a responsibility, almost an obligation on us to be able to assist good quality med tech products to enter the market. And so some of, some of these companies, they have amazing innovations that will easily really save lives, improve the quality of our lives. And, and we, as a big player, we have the knowledge, we have the expertise and the resources and all of that, mm. which the smaller players don't necessarily have. And so I think as a community, we, we don't want a situation where there's some really awesome products out there, good, useful innovations that don't end up making it to market just because of a lack of resources. So that's really the number one reason is to be able to assist local innovation from getting to patients. So I think we, we've got that as an obligation as, as big med tech. Yeah. But the, the second reason really is, I think we, we know that in the past, And even now, in order for companies to really make it big in Australia, they've often had to go overseas. They've had to go offshore, usually to the U.S. to launch. You know, bar the handful of examples, the cochleas and resmeds that we have, that's that's what companies end up doing. So Medtronic felt that if we engage at just that little bit earlier time point, 
that would be mutually beneficial for both the company and for Medtronic. So for the company, engaging with Medtronic early will mean that they have access to a global platform while still being in Australia. Mm. And for Medtronic, it means that we have access to excellent innovation earlier than we would have otherwise heard about it. Yeah, okay. So, and that only means that we can together get it out to patients quicker. So I think it's so important that we've, we've taken this step in engaging with industry. But yeah, we have that responsibility and, and we need to get, get things out quicker to patients. Got it. Okay, cool. That sounds really cool. What what about what are some of the examples of, of innovations or interesting companies that have that have been submitted to the Eureka Live program? It, it's been super exciting. So we had we had about sixty companies that applied overall to the Eureka program, and in some ways it was it's because it just happened around the same time as we all experienced this COVID nineteen situation. Mm-hmm. A number of companies that applied were very relevant to our current market situation. So. You know, for example, companies that were, are in the space of respiratory health. So companies looking at how patients can better manage existing respiratory conditions or companies looking at how existing respiratory products can be further improved. Mm. We also saw products that have a telehealth or a remote monitoring component. So those those elements were are critical to the way we all are working now, isn't it? So, sure. yeah, allowing for patients to be better, better managed outside of the traditional hospital setting. And then, so that overall, out of those 60 companies, we shortlisted eight companies just based on their strategic fit to Medtronic and how Medtronic would like to work with them. Mm. And then all, and all of those eight are going to be pitching um, at the Biotech Talk series coming up. Nice. So it's going to be exciting. Very exciting. Hey, look, I'm going to think you're going to need a bit more than just being like a big company and putting on a program to be able to engage with the industry a bit more and and do that effectively. How does Medtronic ensure it's plugged into the broader medtech innovation ecosystem in Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, we we do a fair bit in the innovation space here in Australia, both internally and externally, actually. So internally as well, we have a number of programs to make sure that our our staff have a real innovation mindset and are also engaging with the community. Mm. But externally, you know, early on I mentioned the Eureka portal. We've got that. And of course, the extension of that being Eureka Live. But apart from those programs, we have partnerships with universities, with biotech and medtech networks and organizations across Australia and, and New Zealand, with incubators and accelerators, and actually one such partnership is with the MedTech Actuator. So some of some of your listeners actually might already know about the Actuator. They're an international accelerator, and they've had some really great success in bringing Australian innovation through to market successfully. Really passionate team they are, and, and, and we've been associated with them for many years now. And what we get is we get to see firsthand the companies that are applying to their programs and then we get to see also firsthand the companies that make it through to the end of their programs. And then and we get to help them along, along that way. We provide mentorship and a number of other uh, expertise to assist them along that path. I mean, in general, I think it's, been, it's actually been really exciting to see Australian innovation pick up pace over the last few years, both in terms of quantity. We're seeing so much more out there, but also with the quality is, is amazing now, but in, you know, in terms of med tech, health tech, as well as biotech lots of companies scratching in our region. And so that, that's really incredible. Lastly, I spoke with Dr. Buzz Palmer, one of Australia's leading and most visible voices in entrepreneurship and medtech innovation. He's the CEO of the MedTech Actuator, founding partner of Dialetica Group, 
serial entrepreneur and professor of entrepreneurship at Monash University. He has a lot of entrepreneurial success in medical technology. He's mainly focused on the translation of next generation tech, which is all around creating and leading innovative solutions into new markets. He has a background in orthopedic, regenerative medicine and microsurgery. So he's well positioned to strategically drive innovative medical technology solutions that provide a significant impact on society. I spoke with Buzz to learn more about the medtech space more broadly and understand the opportunities and challenges facing companies that are playing in the arena today. So Buzz, what's the MedTech Actuator and and what do you do and and who do you do it with? Brilliant, thank you. The MedTech Actuator is a relatively new organisation here in Australia. It's a pretty bold, unrivaled intervention, uh, essentially focused on bringing emerging medical and clinical technologies uh, to the market. We've got activity across the Asia-Pacific, most of our activities here in Australia, but we also stem out into India, into Singapore, Vietnam. Uh, Japan and South Korea. And it's very much about bringing the ecosystem together of research academia, industry experts, and aspiring founders uh, to be able to create uh, novel innovations uh, in healthcare. Uh, So we'd like to kind of think that we've redesigned in many ways the paradigm of how innovators experience and and commercialize uh, technologies uh, in in healthcare and specifically medtech for us. And we're not looking for those incremental changes as well. We're looking for you know, significant groundbreaking uh, technologies that can really disrupt and, and change the lives of many, uh, not just a few. So the MedTech Actuator actually does three particular things. Uh, the first thing it does is it works with entrepreneurs through its challenge program. And that's a really exciting early stage ideas competition across Australia. And it brings the uh, startup uh, entrepreneurs to the ecosystem, basically, and gives them a path through to how they might think about a commercialization journey. Many of those are within universities or clinicians. And once again, it's a stepping stone into this commercial world. Our flagship program is the Accelerator, and this is really uh, what we were born uh, to do. Uh, So in the last 24 months alone, um, we've actually accelerated 36 deep tech uh, startups, created 90 jobs, uh, enabled $29 million worth of capital throughout the program and the startups, and trained over 1,500 uh, clinical innovators. Uh, And we've now partnered with over 85 partners uh, across the globe and Australia, which is just fantastic. The third thing that we do is that we've actually partnered with a group called Artesian. They're a fund manager here in Australia, and we have an exclusive fund which enables us to really uh, invest in those super early uh, startups and make sure that they have the best foot forward moving forward. That's really good that you've got that kind of um, backing as well. It's it's helping these organizations through those early stages and helping accelerate them through the programs pretty pretty important, obviously. Look, I mean, I mean, how's it all kind of going now? I mean, the economic landscape in this current climate uh, with COVID-19, it's never really been more disrupted. And even before then to, you know, leading into this, through, through all of this, what what opportunities exist in, in medtech today? There's, there's quite a number, actually. Of course, the COVID-19 is an unprecedented situation. And of course, we're not really sure what's going to happen in the future, but we remain positive. Uh, healthcare is certainly on the agenda of many right now, and people are perhaps more aware of just how um, fragile the system is uh, in healthcare. And actually, we need to be innovative around that to be able to provide genuine opportunities to patients and to people of Australia. If we talk about the COVID situation specifically, uh, so far, we're not seeing a, a significant decline in investment or startups. Of course, there is some delays with clinical trials. There might be some delays in terms of investment coming through. But ultimately, 
because it's a healthcare-based technologies, we're still seeing significant uh, reach, which is fantastic. But talk about medtech in itself. I mean, medtech has changed dramatically in the last ten years. You know, we we started off as engineers trying to create solutions for patients, and of course, they worked brilliantly, but they weren't very friendly to patients necessarily. And so they'd wear big, bulky devices uh, that did the job, but perhaps just weren't quite uh, human-centric, if you will, or design-focused. Of course, they've changed dramatically. And that's really born due to the fact that patients have now become sort of more consumers in many ways, uh, in that they're, they're demanding access to data. They know their disease is better than, than most doctors and, and how they react to stuff. So they want to know exactly what's going on with their body any moment, any time. And, and things are moving more towards this, this personalized, this precision type uh, concept. And now into sort of the predictive space as well. You know, we're seeing the consumer market, consumers actually wanting access to full medical technology that allows them to determine way ahead of time, you know, any mild symptom or change in their body that could cause them a long-term problem. So they have the ability to adapt and to maneuver their lifestyle early on. Uh, so they're predicting something in the future. And this is a fantastic way. And understanding healthcare in 10 years' time is going to be you know, exciting, unpredictable, but I think very much driven from the, from the consumer space. Yeah, totally. All that sounds well and good. You, you and I both know, Buzz, that there's a lot, that there's barriers to innovation in healthcare and specifically about medtech. What are some of the barriers to, to medtech innovation in this country and, and, and what should we be actually be doing about it? There's, I mean, there's a few, as in any country, there's a few barriers. Australia is not un- unique. Much of it comes through experience, I think. We're not really a nation that's known globally for, for medical innovation, despite the fact over the years we've done some phenomenal things, you know, the, the pacemaker, we've done ultrasound. There's all sorts of technologies that we've been involved in, but of course the world doesn't know about that. So we're not considered a global face-changing healthcare country. When in actual mm-hmm. fact, we've done some really crazy things over the years. Some of the challenges really are around the ecosystem approach. I think in order for for startups, for innovation to be successful, it has to be collaborative. And you have to take the village. You have to allow the village to take these startups through to market. It's not it's not a siloed approach. You can't just become a startup or an innovative company and try and do it by yourself. You need the whole village to help you take that. And we're still maneuvering around that here in Australia. There's pockets of excellence around Australia, absolutely. But I think for Australia to be successful, we have to act as a single nation rather than seven different states and territories and really try and build up a national approach. Of course, there's always problems around experience as well. We don't have a significant repeat player uh, of entrepreneurs in Australia. Most entrepreneurs in medtech, most founders, most teams are first timers, which presents one of the biggest challenges. But once again, you know, we make sure that we have the right support mechanisms around them, the right village, if you will, and we can create significant uh, opportunity. There's probably a little bit disconnect between manufacturing and medical innovation as well. We might have lost a little bit of that advanced manufacturing capability in this medical space. It's still around, but once again, perhaps a little bit more siloed uh, and fragmented capital maybe you know there's always a little bit of challenge around capital especially the early stage stuff once you become a little bit de-risked a little bit further on in the process it's probably a little bit easier to find that capital but this this early stage capital moment is is still a challenge here in australia yeah and it's it's usually out of those early stage companies that all those 
really new the, the new innovations start coming out too so bringing together the early stage companies and the i guess the larger ones is usually you can get benefits of scale and all these kind of uh, opportunities start to, to come out of it too it's a beautiful blend you know it's a beautiful blend of capability you know the uh, these early stage i mean these early stage companies are crazy let's be real i mean some of the technologies they have are just ridiculous and you kind of wonder how on earth they've even got to this uh, moment <laughs> on such a shoestring budget um, but what they're creating is really game-changing. And, of course, you know, the large corporates like a Medtronic who are globally renowned for quality and excellence and, you know, just actually having them in the field being able to drive innovation through the system, working with young innovators, with young companies, and, of course, ultimately ending up either being a distributor or a partner or nothing more than an, an encouragement, an encouraging organization uh, to help these startups really achieve success. And once again, it's it's about was all coming together and supporting the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an exciting time right now. Totally. Hey, lastly, Buzz, just to round us out, are there any examples of innovations that have had some meaningful impact in healthcare today that you can think of or you want to talk about? Yeah, look, there's, there's, there's tons and tons and tons. And we could talk about those that have happened already, but why not uh, Why not let me just tell you a few in our, some of the startups in our portfolio, which are, you know, just absolutely game-changing in, in many ways. You know, we have diagnostics for, for, for STIs that could be done in the, in the power of your home. Uh, we have technologies to help prevent the need for cesareans by determining the, the, the stress mechanisms of, of, of newborns uh, prior to birth. And so being able to, to reduce cesareans. We have technologies that are involved in balloon catheters and being able to access and determine the, the correct nature of stents that need to go in. We have telecommunication systems for, for medicine. You know, we've got 36 startups in the portfolio right now, and each and every one is trying to drive a significant change in the marketplace. And each and every one is innovative in their own right. Uh, and even if just a few of them make it to market, we'll make changes and, and change the face of healthcare in many ways. So there you have it. Thanks to all the guests that were on the show today. To learn more about Medtronic and the guests that were on the show, check out the show notes of the podcast for links and more information. Remember, on the 21st of May, you can check out the eight companies that are, that are pitching at the Eureka Live virtual event, which will take part on the Oz Biotech website. Check the show notes on how to get there and for information on tickets. Facilitating the event will be two of the guests that you just heard from, Buzz and Prajni, as well as Sarah Maybush, the principal of One Ventures. They'll be live polling at the event and you'll get to vote for the People's Choice Award from your favourite of the eight shortlisted companies. And the winner of that gets 10 grand. So go check it out. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go check out the website, contribute to the forum, listen to other episodes and get in touch with feedback about the show because collaboration starts with a conversation. Speak to you next time.